Hello, welcome to a new Players Podcast by Get French Football News. Today we talk about Ibrahima Diallo, a 21-year-old midfielder from Brest. I am your host, Pierre-Paul Birmingham. With me today, I have an Ibrahima Diallo specialist, Clinton McDovis. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, Clinton? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Very happy to be here. Good to hear. Great to have you on, as always. So let's get right into it about Ibrahima Diallo, who some people will know as the younger brother of Abdou Diallo, the defender from PSG, who was also at uh, Borussia Dortmund up to last summer. Clinton, tell us why you chose to talk about the younger brother, Ibrahima, today. Well, uh, lately there's been a lot of talk about him, uh, transfer rumors and all of that. But all along, though, like for the past few months, I've been screaming that someone should, you know, check him out and you'd see that he was actually a very, very impressive prospect. And then when I saw the links to Arsenal, I also saw links to um, Nice, OGC Nice. And it seems like teams are actually, or scouts have actually been watching him for a while. So now it's time to talk about him and you know, really delve into what he is about. Yes, I'll specify that the links to Nice seem more credible because they referred to actual contacts between the club and, and the player. Um, yeah. Uh, Arsenal is a name that gets thrown around a lot in in French football, clearly. So I I, I wouldn't believe every story we hear about them and and Ligue 1 players. Um, Tell us when you first discovered Diallo as a player and uh, what about him drew your attention? Yeah, it was was actually this season, early in the season. I can't remember the particular game. I think it was was a game against... um, to lose at the start of the season and um he seemed like what caught my eye originally was how comfortable he was on the ball like he was very very comfortable on the ball he his control his movement the way he passed it and all of that it was just very 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 impressive and i was wondering who's this guy and it was all action too because defensively it was also very sound i was like okay okay uh, what's going on here? Because, I mean, you know, it was up against a Toulouse team that had my man, Sangai. So <laughs> it was it was very, very, very interesting to see him hold his own because, I mean, it's never easy to come up against Sangari. Sangari, first of all, Sangari is a physical monster <laughs> and also is very technically gifted and all of that. And Diallo held his own in that midfield, and it just looked really impressive. So from there, I decided to start, um, you know, really following him and seeing what he was about. And so far, so good. I've been very, very impressed. I think he's a very, very good player, and he's he has very, very good potential. And I think he has kind of gone under the radar for most of the season, but it's very that's why it's very, very interesting to see and very, very refreshing as well to see that, you know, some teams have actually been taking note of him. It is true that he, he kind of went under the radar for most of the season, like you say. And I find that 
you know, some people paid close attention, like yourself and like a few other colleagues at GFFN. I've heard you talk about, you know, how good he is and so on. Myself, I haven't been able to observe it that much, but that's because, you know, I don't watch a lot of Brest, to be honest. Um, yeah. And and I guess that has to do with it. Um, tell us how he fits into with that uh, lineup at Brest and in the style that Olivier Dalolio asks from them. Well, um, he he usually plays in like a double pivot with Bekelba, the um, the Algerian guy, and um, but he plays in like a more of a box to box role, you know, in that in that team, and, and he's very very. Usually he's responsible for ball winning, but also carrying the ball. He also plays with um, Paul Lasne. I don't know if I pronounced his name well. Paul Lan, uh, yeah. Lan, okay. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, Lan has has been very very um, good around him, and also Batokyo and all the other guys. But um, Diallo generally is is someone who. It's very defensively sound. Like he doesn't get dribbled past, dribbled past a lot, and he doesn't really foul, which is very, very interesting. He doesn't, he doesn't get dribbled much. He doesn't foul much, but somehow he always holds his own, and he's very, 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 very. Um, so you, very, very you're solid. saying he, he couldn't play for Man City, for example? <laughs> yeah, he he could play for Man City. Yeah, he. I think. Oh, I was saying couldn't I mean, because. Oh, I, couldn't. Why? Yeah. The, they have a tendency for professional fouls in midfield. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> Some people I have noticed. That, I, I didn't <laughs> think that of. <laughs> yeah, actually, they do, they do tend to foul a lot, but I guess it's something they would always learn. <laughs> it, That's true. I mean, when you go to that team, you learn how to tactically foul people, so there's <laughs> that. But um, generally, though, um, I think um, Diallo is very, very good. He doesn't really foul much. He He's, he's always very, very smart in intercepting and tackling and all of that. And so far, so good. He's, he also has a very good um, range of passing. He's a good long ball passer. And, you know, short passes also is very tidy. Um, but I think his best quality is, is, is his um, ability to kind of recover and also carry the ball. Because defensively, this guy can chase down anybody mm. anybody and he's like a bull and he's also very strong so when he comes at you and maybe you have and a yard he's of, fast too i mean yeah he's he's yeah. super fast so like if you're running at you know the breast goal and you just hear something behind you you know that it's forever <laughs> dialogue coming at you and he's just going to absolutely rip it so um that that i think that's his strength and also his ball carrying he's very I don't know. I, I everyone tends to compare um, players who are good at carrying the ball forward with Yayaturi. So it's it's kind of impossible not to think of Yayaturi when you're thinking of a player that can actually carry the ball and just drive forward. And um, in a way, Diallo kind of reminds me of that because he's just like Yaya. He's he's very very strong. He's very very strong. He's not. He's probably not as tall as Yaya. But he's very strong, you know, on the ball. So he's like kind of hard to dispossess when he's running like that and just taking out players. And I think in a team where you don't really have 
um, guys who can break lines because that's one of the you know more goals for midfield, especially deep midfielders. In a team where you don't have players that can like really break lines, someone like Diallo could be very important because once he picks up the ball, he gives you that penetration you need to get into the final third and do things. And I guess that is why he's he's been linked. Uh, he's been compared to Kante, Angolo Kante a lot. Um, I mean, if you read all the reports um, about Arsenal being interested in him, everything has the next Angolo Kante, the next Angolo Kante. And it's, it's understandable in a way because he, he's very, very good at just carrying the ball and you know, taking it into the final third, which is something that Kante does very well. But also, one thing I also noticed about him is that he's a very good dribbler. Like, mm. He's a very good dribbler. He has that ability to hold on to the ball even when tackled and just you know, shrug off challenges and, you know, keep the ball. And I think in that regard, he's on the ball ability, whether in a stationary position or when he's moving, is really good. And I think that could that could actually be one thing that he has over Kate in the long run. His ability to hold on to the ball. Like he's and he's very, very calm on it. So if if you're trying to rustle him and take the ball off him or something, it's it's almost like Impossible, and well, he's 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 won eighty one percent of his dribbles this season in in Ligue 1. So that that already tells you, you know, enough of, about that. So I think his best qualities are his ability to carry the ball and take it into the final third. Also, his ability to dribble and his pace, his blinding pace. But also is the fact that playing the position that he plays because he's like a box to box. Mid- midfielder. He can also play, you know, the holding midfield role where he just sits and all of that. But, you know, playing in that position that he plays and in the roles that he plays, you'd expect mm. that he would be doing a lot of fouling and, you know, he'd be getting dribbled past a lot because truly it's very, very hard to not get dribbled past in the middle because players just run past you, really. But he's, he's, he's shown a great ability so far to be able to avoid being dribbled so much or for players to get past him so much. He just knows how to, you know, hassle them. And there are times when you think that you've you've escaped him. Like, okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> done with him, I'm going. And then all of a sudden, he just appears and he takes the ball off you. And I think that's that's one of the, the better things about him. Yeah. Mm. So he signed for Brest first on a loan for the 2018-19 season when they were in Ligue 2. Um, played a fair bit in in that promotion campaign, and yeah. then they bought him for uh, two and a half million euros last summer. Um, contract running until 2023. It's interesting that he was at, at Monaco, no? Because a lot of kind of good players, good young players. Uh, I mean, Monaco recruits a, a huge amount of good young players who don't necessarily have the space to make it into the first team there, which was the case for for Diallo, who, who never played a match for them. Um, and then they sell them off around Ligue 1 uh, or Ligue 2 sometimes uh, for not very expensive fees. Uh, yeah. Do you th- yeah. I mean, it's a, it seems like Brest got a pretty good deal on him, no? Oh, yeah, they did. They definitely did. And I think that... Um, Eventually, they're going to sell him for like a lot more than 
I mean, they're going to have Monaco in their heads, like, okay, maybe we we shouldn't have sold this guy. Because um, maybe if he stays another season, uh, deliver the kind of performances that we've seen so far this season, he could be, I mean, he could go for a lot more than they signed him for. So I think it, it's good business for Brest. I'm sure that by the time they do sell him, the money they're going to make off him is going to be you know, a lot and something that they would, they would really, really be happy about and probably celebrate pop champagne or something. Guy is going to bring them a lot of money. But, I mean, it's good to see that his stock is rising and he's really, like, showing showing what he's got. And I think that's probably what will please Brest at this point. The fact that okay, he's developing well, he's getting the right attention. And soon enough... Um, I mean, some club is going to come and pay over the odds for him and they'll just pocket some cool profits and move on. I'm sure they'll be able to replace him, you know, fairly easily. It's funny that he's been getting some attention because it's kind of... Um, I mean, I don't... Do you think he's better than his big brother? I'm not sure. But <laughs> because the big brother's yeah. kind of eclipsed at PSG, we're talking about Ibrahima more. Yeah. Um, I I do think he's he's maybe isn't already better than him, mm-hmm. but I mean, um, in a year or two, I think he'll be better. I do think so. I'm almost certain. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you. You know that I, when I like a player, I I'm very impressed by a player. I, I tend to get go overboard with my expectations of the player, but I think that it's not even going to be a, a, a discussion in a year or two about who is the better player. And I think he's going to have a better career as well than um, Abdu. Interesting, interesting. Or maybe I'm just being a stan now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a good chance of uh, making it into the Olympic squad for the French, uh, for France, yeah. um, whenever the Olympics do happen, uh, the ones in Tokyo. Uh because obviously that's all on on hold at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe we can talk about the transfers. Transfer which rumors, one? where we think um, Nice oh. and any any other rumors. Do you think he's going to join Nice? I don't. I mean, to me, any rumors right now seem unrealistic, just because I I don't know how anybody can be spending millions on a player when point. yeah at this point, but. That's just my point of view, and clearly others think differently. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, I think that um, those deals that are not that expensive, 20 million, 15 million, they are possible. But for the deals that where they are quoting 70 million and 80 million, then <laughs> not going to happen. Maybe, but I don't think, I mean, Nice isn't going to spend 15 million on him. Right. At this current he, time? I don't think well, so. Yeah, doubtful. But don't you think they could get him for 10, maybe? Because, I mean, maybe. That's, that's big money for press. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I mean, his his, his value, according to um, the transfer market website, which is, you know, kind of specializing in this, they say he's currently worth 10 million, uh, sorry, 9 million they had put him at 10 million back in February. 
um, okay. euros. But obviously that doesn't mean that's what he's he would go for. But um, yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> uh, I think that the fact that Arsenal have been linked would probably mess it up for Nice. Because then Brest must be thinking we can get a lot more money for this guy. And that could complicate things. So I I don't mm. think he goes I don't think he goes at this point. I don't think so. But if it does happen though, it'll be something in the region of twelve to fifteen million. I don't know how Nice would finance that, especially since um the position might not be one of the positions where they are they are willing to you know splash out most of their transfer money but then again Cyprian might leave so they might have some holes in midfield and they might use that money to finance it so I think there's also that to consider but it's hard to talk about transfers at this point because of nobody really knows what post-covid is going to look like financially for these clubs so yeah um you know it's it's a mystery still for now uh and it'll probably be a lot clearer, like in the last days of the transfer market, like usual. If he does move, what sort of team, what sort of playing style, and what team do you think um, he could suit in? He could suit correctly, and and uh, yeah, what attributes would he would he bring along with him? Well, um, I think that he would be very good in a possession based side, uh, especially mm-hmm. a side that you know are kind of susceptible to quick counterattacks, which is why um, even though he doesn't have that penchant for a tactical fouling, a team built in the image of Manchester City would actually suit him very well because then he'll be able to do what he does best, which is um, his passing. He's very, very good at passing and all of that. And sometimes he's, I mean, obviously he's penetrating runs and all that. But also the fact that... Um, Manchester City are usually very, 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 very susceptible to counter-attacks, quick counter-attacks. That's why they always struggle against teams like Leicester when Vardy is in full flow and all of that. So, obviously, a, a move to Manchester City now would, would be too huge a step. I don't know. I, I have faith in him, though, but I'm just thinking, yeah, that's 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 swift. Yeah, but I'm just saying, generally, a team built in the image of Manchester City possession-based and um, susceptible to counters. So he, he'll tend to, you know, cut out all those counter-attacks and also contribute for them in the final third. Could help them control games, could help them, you know, penetrate teams that are very stubborn with his ball carrying. But also, what I think of it as well, I'm looking at, you know, other kinds of teams. If you if you have a counter-attacking team, for instance, I think it could, it could also do very well there because again he's very fast and he's a very good ball carrier. So if you are playing a counter-attacking setup where you kind of sit in a low block or something and then you know counter very fast, if you have someone like Ibrahim Diallo in your team, then what he gives you is that five-second counter that leads to a goal. If he wins the ball. He doesn't even have to give it to anybody. He just picks that ball up and runs into the you know final third and then you know maybe lays on a pass or something. A goal can, can result or a big chance. But also, because he has that great ability with long balls, he could also provide that kind of 
um, option for you on the counter as well because once he picks up the ball, maybe he moves a bit and then he sends a long pass to someone, one of your outlets on the wings or something. Another big chance might, you know, um, come out of that. So I think generally he's probably best suited to a team that would play a possession-based style where they they tend to have the ball for a large chunk of the game and have to cut out, you know, swift counter-attacks. In my head, I'm thinking he could actually join his brother in PSG at some point. But um, unfortunately, I think that PSG don't like to sign from Ligon much. They like to you know, go outside to get players. So They do need midfielders, though. They do, yeah, they do need midfielders. And I think that he would actually be ideal for that kind of thing and it would be eased in. And he, and and actually, he followed, he already yeah. followed Abdu once to Monaco. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, maybe Abdu has good negotiating power or something in, in here, but... Yeah. <laughs> As a possibility. And he's, he's someone that also plays with a lot of maturity, by the way. He's yeah. a very calm and mature player with you know good composure and a good head on his shoulders. So it seemed like PSG might not even feel like that big a jump, especially since it's it's within France. So he doesn't really have to do any real acclimatization to like new surroundings and a new culture, per se. So um, that would actually be a very, very good signing because we also know that you know the whole counter-attack thing is one of the things that um PSG are most susceptible to which is why Marquinhos is so important because he he's very smart in cutting out those things but if they had someone like Diallo then they wouldn't have to worry because he'll just chase down everybody and get the ball off them and also because he's very good on the ball so it's you you have a very very good two-way player who can play the b2b role can also sit if he needs to, and and you know all of that. So I think he's 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 suited to those kind of teams, and he would be absolutely brilliant in them. I I if I had money, <laughs> if I had a lot of money, and I was in charge of a club, that's one guy I'm going to invest my my money on to fix my midfield. So I think wow. his his potential is is absolutely. I, I mean. Um, in in maybe one year or two years or three years, if things don't pan out the way I've said, <laughs> I know that um, <laughs> this is going to be used against me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> he has impressed me that much, so <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, that was that was a good detailed answer though, and thanks a lot, Clinton, for your answers here oh, with thank Ibrahim Diallo. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to talk about players I like. Always yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as usual, keep your eyes open and your ears tuned for more from GFFN. There's plenty still coming out at the moment, uh, even without uh, the French football going on. And uh, we'll talk to you soon again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.